Hi, my name is Melissa Catano, and this is my very first podcast. Uh, I'm calling this, I think, Ramblings of a Teacher's Mind, and it'll just be kind of random thoughts. Um, At the moment, very random thoughts. Who knows, if I continue with this, I'll probably get more organized. Uh, But just kind of thoughts about teaching, and... I don't want to say, you know, necessarily how hard teaching is. I mean, yes, teaching is hard, but a lot of other jobs are as well. Um, Of course, this first episode is going to be a lot of things I think people don't necessarily think about. Quick introduction of myself. Um, I teach in Baltimore County, Maryland. This is, I'm going into my, well, third slash fourth year. Um, I I was a long-term sub uh, my first year back. Uh, and then got hired at the end of the school year. So uh, the county doesn't really count that, but the school sort of does. So this is my fourth year at the same school, um, third year back with the county as a full-time teacher. I teach Spanish primarily to seventh graders, but I also sometimes pick up a class of sixth graders. I might have a class of eighth graders. Um, So I kind of go all throughout the grades there. Um, Pretty much I teach novice low. Um, I if you've been in a Spanish class where before, we're kind of getting away from saying things like Spanish one and Spanish two, and we're now looking at it more as being novice, novice, uh, novice low, novice uh, mid, and novice high, um, and then intermediate pretty much when you get into high school, and then beyond high school, or depending on you. I mean, if you're you know really wanting to learn Spanish, you could get into um, advanced and superior, which is pretty much being bilingual and biliterate, um, completely what we would call fluent. But, um, the, just kind of backtrack a little bit more now. So more general, uh, kind of just things that I've been thinking about. It's summertime and I just want to kind of maybe give you an idea of what summertime means to a teacher. Uh, I know a lot of people think, oh, teachers have it easy. Um, they only have to work until about three, maybe four o'clock, depending on what they, they teach. You know, if you're in high school, you're usually out about two. Middle school, you're out about three. And elementary school, you're out by four. And what people then don't realize is that, yeah, my teaching job, my being with the kids stops, but I still have to grade papers. I have to lesson plan. I might have to go to meetings. Um, There was two years ago, I was in a meeting every day, but Thursdays. Um, No, I take it back. I was in a meeting every day, but Friday. So Monday through Thursday, I had a meeting of some sort that I was in. And um, so I wouldn't actually get started on grading or lesson planning before four o'clock. You're like, oh, but four o'clock, that's still, but I wouldn't leave school most days until seven o'clock. And when I worked for, I'm a career changer. So when I worked for General Motors Acceptance Corporations, if I had to work mandatory overtime, I would get comp time uh, to compensate for the fact that I was having to work late. I don't get comp time as a teacher. Um, no teacher does. So anytime there's an after-school event, uh, parent-teacher conferences, or some sort of um, 
We might have a literacy night, we might have a math night, we might have a STEAM night, uh, band concerts, basketball games, football games. Um, teachers basically have to volunteer for those. Um, the coaches, of course, get paid. Sometimes we might get paid a small stipend for staying late, but not often. And a lot of times that's just volunteer and it's just expected, you know, well, we're, you know, we want to offer these things to the kids. Therefore, you have to stay late so that we can offer them to the kids. And we don't normally mind. Sometimes the timing of things kind of is annoying, but, you know, you know how it is. I mean, most of you probably have kids and you've had to show up. It's like after school, it's like, oh gosh, I've got to go to, you know, my kid's concert and I have to go to you know, whatever special event is at your kid's school. And, you know, yeah, the timing is inconvenient sometimes, but for the most part, most teachers don't mind because the kids really enjoy it. It means a lot to them. And it actually, we know it means a lot to them when we're there. Um, they get excited sometimes to see us there. But, um, but to go back to, to the idea of comp time. So if I'm working basically eight to three. That's when I'm actually with the kids. I would usually get to school about seven o'clock though. So I'm there an hour early. I'd be there an, uh, three hours late. So I'm working four hours more or less of overtime. Um, lesson planning, grading, making sure I have everything set up the way it needs to be set up so the day can go smoothly. And that's all on my time. And if I were to get comp time, I actually sat down and I figured it out. Um, not only would I get summer off, I would also get like an extra week, maybe two, um, into the school year of comp time. And of course, teachers don't get that. Uh, the other thing uh, people probably don't realize is that teachers don't necessarily get paid over the summer. Um, if we're getting paid over the summer, it's because our school district has decided that they can offer um, our salary broken up over 12 months as opposed to just 10 months. My county does not. My school district only offers offers 10 month pay. Um, but I don't get paid extra. You know, I have my base salary and that's it. And that's what I get paid. So that means for a lot of teachers, you know, they need to work in the summertime. Um, they have to have a part-time job of some sort. Uh, I'm fortunate. Uh, my husband and I live fairly modestly, and I, other than books, I really don't have a lot of things that I'm spending my money on, well, books and school supplies and things that I want for my classroom. Um, so we're able to do that. Um, I don't have to work, but because I'm not working, I am taking classes. Right now I'm working on a master's in educational technology. Um, I probably need to take some more classes in Spanish just to keep up my, um, my abilities, my skill levels, because when you only teach novice low, you tend to lose a lot of vocabulary because you only have to worry about saying things like, hello, my name is, oh, the house is blue, oh, the sky is, dark, uh, you know, very basic kind of sentences. The donkey is gray. Yeah, okay, that's doesn't take a whole lot of vocabulary there. So I need to sometimes take classes in Spanish just to keep up my skills. Um, 
and other teachers do as well. I mean, you'll, it's very common for teachers to have one or two masters because you've got to take classes anyway. And my thought is always like, well, if I've got to take a class anyway, I might as well get a degree out of it. So, um, so next time you see a teacher and it's summertime and you think, oh man, they got it easy. They're not doing anything. Uh, they probably are, or they've already done it. You know, like I said, we usually will work, even if we're not at the school building, we're at home, we're grading, we're lesson planning, we're searching for our ideas. We're talking. I mean, I'm always constantly talking. I go to a store and I'm looking at things going, oh, I wonder if I could use this in my classroom. How can I use that? Um, gosh, I better stock up on pencils because I ran, you know, ran out of pencils at the end of the school year and the kids didn't bring them in. So yes, please, you know, send in occasionally a box of pencils for it. Uh, we will greatly appreciate that. I promise you. Anyway, thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day and catch you on the flip side.